Welcome to Good Kraken episode 86. My name is Devin Stanford, aka Brevin the Dude, unbeknownst to most people here as the five star man. I am joined today by my spicy red hot vermilion beard, Garrick B. Eaton. What is up, my guy? Uh, not eating tonight. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've not a... gotten to that part of my evening yet. Uh, but dude, good. Uh, I nailed a new job today, and it's gonna be great. It's... Congrats! Mm. Living it up, dude. Yeah. I'm so so stoked to fall back into like a regular work routine with regular work people hours, and uh, having weekends available to like actual you know, to sync up with you guys who also work regular people hours. I know, right? Now we all have regular people jobs. And you can't really hear him or see him right at this moment, maybe if he feels like saying hi. But Ernell Pearson's back there playing that, that lead captain chairs role. So everybody, give him your love and chat. Dude. Sheesh. I... Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> you rest up there my guy <laughs> love love to have you here still um but yeah man uh I've, I've so i'm finally back in the swing of things at work myself after dealing with the vid and let me tell you i was only gone from work for like two and a half weeks but i feel like a big dum-dum at work already <laughs> Like, you know, I feel like I forgot everything almost. Isn't it but. so amazing, like how easy it can be to like fall out of a routine? Mm hmm. Yeah. Ugh, it's yeah. The worst. It wasn't like until the end of my day today that I was like, oh, yeah. OK, no, I, this this feels right now. I'm getting I'm getting back on my groove. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, surreal. What's up? What's happening? But there's only winners here. Yep. Only dubs only dubs no losers because we don't put people down like that do we garrick <laughs> right like like i literally didn't spend two hours just slandering ben stiller <laughs> it's true it's true <laughs> well we're not talking about slandering ben stiller the not tonight because Today, we're talking about Blizzard making moves now. The first trans DCEU character, our most hype games of 2022, and much, much more. Because this is the Good Kraken Podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 12 p.m. If you're riding this wave, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Good Kraken Show, where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive post-show content, and have early access to episodes before they go live on podcast and video services across the digital sea. But if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can watch us record this show live right here at twitch.tv forward slash good cracking show. Mm. If you're watching live, you can you have a very important job. You can head on over to the fact checked uh, page over on our official Good Kraken Discord channel, where you can keep us humble and correct 
us when we screw up information during the show. If you have Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime, and we would love for you to give that to us to help us keep pushing content out for all of you listening or watching at home. But you can also support us by going over to our YouTube channel, clicking the beautiful bell and big red button, or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken! Explanation point and leaving a review there. Review. Carrick. Yeah. We finally, and we I say it. this, we finally hit 100 subscribers on our YouTube. Come on. Thank you very we much. We sure thank did. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. We can get a custom URL now. Yep. Now we'll have a custom URL and uh we can start sharing our youtube content a lot more for everybody and you oh, can too so with all easier. of your friends and family so fucking hype right yeah yeah yeah, yeah let's not stop at 100 y'all let's just keep that yeah board. yeah yeah let's uh let's ride those little waves to 200 here let's get up there you know what i'm yep. saying you know what i'm saying you know you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Garrett, Garrett, why don't you tell the good folks at home what uh, what Little Waves is for us? Little Waves is our uh, small, small news segment uh, where we pick some stories that were uh, worth mentioning, but not necessarily big enough or breaking enough for us to fit into our primary news segment. Uh, so we got a few, we got a few interesting things uh, to discuss this evening in our little waves, starting off with dark Souls series. PVP servers are down on PC following the discovery of a serious exploit. Uh, sounds like on Reddit users like triple Brown meow shared a discord message in the Elden ring subreddit saying that, uh, an RCE, a remote code execution exploit, was discovered that could let hack hackers run arbitrary code on your machine without permission. This R uh, RCE exploit would allow these hackers to brick your computer, steal your logins and banking information stored on your computer, execute malicious malware like Bitcoin miners and more. Wow, dude, who would have thought that like you could do all that through a backdoor hack on a Dark Souls? wow i don't really play a lot of dark souls i mean i played sekiro i like sekiro i own dark souls 2 and 3 and the first one actually i just like i could never You're get like, like i own them all i just don't play them i i just couldn't get that far in the the dark soul ones but the sekiro was way more captivating because of the story so it's like i pushed uh, myself yeah through sekiro you know had I mean? a really great setting super easy to push through just based off of the setting alone yeah, and um, and I'm really excited for Elden Ring, especially because I mm. I hear the the story is just going to be phenomenal. The setting looks phenomenal and everything. So I'm I'm glad that they're finding this before a major release here at the end of next month. So because like I'm I assume that Elden Ring would be using the similar server base or you know. a yeah a server that's based off of the Dark Souls server because I think yeah it's a similar or the same engine if I believe. You know, I recall. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 from software, so I, I wouldn't right. be surprised, you know, but uh, yeah, um, I'm glad they caught it. It sucks that people do things like that to take advantage of people. Um, but yeah, dude, it does. But you want to know what doesn't suck? Uh, Yakuza series creator is setting up his own development studio. Um, NetEase Games has announced that it has established uh, Nagoshi Studios, a new Nagoshi Nagashi might be Nagashi. Uh Nagashi Studios, a game de a game development studio that is led by Yakuza series creator uh 
Toshiro Hiro Nagashi. Pretty sure I'm saying that correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. Uh, as reported by uh, Gametsu, Nagoshi confirmed that he would be leaving both Ryu Ga Gato, so those are a mouthful, uh, Ryu Ga Gatoku uh, Studios and Sega back in October two, uh, 2021. And a report came in that said he was in final negotiations with Chinese developer and publisher NetEase to join the company Nagashi uh, and had been with excuse me, and publisher NetEase to join the company Nagashi had been with Sega and RGG Studios since 1989. I wonder if this means we're going to get... So do you think Yakuza's going to stay with Sega? Yes, I do. I think Yakuza is going to stay with Sega because it's always been published by Sega. So right. they, they have the publishing rights to the IP. Um, we've seen this happen, you know, with other IPs, uh, a bunch of dice devs left, um, you know, not too long ago and started their new studio. And now they have Arc Arca Raiders coming out now. So, yeah, yeah. That uh, that that Anna Crucis video game made by Stray Bombay was is it's Riot and Valve developers like all these people yeah. are finally getting to the point in their careers where they're able to like branch out and start their own studios. I think it's cool because new studios means new IPs. Yeah, which means more games, which is exactly just you know it, it which is great especially like we see the anacrusis launch in game pass we we see arc raiders is going to be a free to play game and cross play game and that's going to be launching probably on game pass to tell you the truth you know honestly like new studios getting the opportunity like the anacrusis like stray bombay getting to to be able to like this is that's their first game getting able to put that on game pass and like being able to like put test their game through an already ridiculous like how with, with through a service with 25 million people on it mm -hmm. which, that's the which, ultimate beta test dude which is 25 times more the the amount of people that usually play a single video game like within yeah. the first year you mo most games only sell a couple million you know uh within yeah, their first that. year so yeah it's it's going to be cool to see i wonder if his departure was in part due to the the shift, the major gameplay shift in the Yakuza series, because they switched from like a beat em up sort of game to a turn base with like a dragon. But I heard like a dragon did a phenomenal. It, oh, fantastic. It, it literally did so well that they actually announced they're going to keep those games in that format going forward. And they're going to keep the traditional format as spinoffs. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like it. New IPs make new or, you know, new new developers, new IPs, new games and yeah. video games are tight. Yeah, I I <laughs> wouldn't, you know, just in the recent events, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Sony tries to snatch up this new development studio as a first party, you know. Um, Ooh, that would be not a bad idea. Sony kind of needs to make some plays, so maybe they yeah. can make deals with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and once once we get around to that, I'm sure we'll we'll dive in more. Um, what else we got going on? We have uh, so it looks like fans are suing Universal Pictures because a 2019 movie didn't include Ana de Armas. Uh, so two fans of Ana de Armas are suing Universal, alleg uh, alleging they were duped into renting the 2000 movie uh, yesterday because the actress appeared in the trailer, but not in the final cut of the film. According to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Michael Rose. Uh, yeah, Rosa of California and Connor Wolf of Maryland claimed they each paid 
$3.99 to watch yesterday on Amazon Prime after they checked out the trailer uh, for the musical rom-com, which featured uh, Anna Dame uh, Armas. However, they later discovered that the actress's scenes had been removed from the Beaters inspired inspired film. Uh, the two are seeking to recoup at least five million dollars. They paid three ninety. See, here's the thing. If this goes through, my hat is fucking off to them. Honestly, I mean, like if good they, for them, y'all work the get, shit out of that system. Yeah, if they get a settlement af- out of this, I'm just gonna go. Wow. I mean, you could. What can you could I definitely, do that with? <laughs> you could definitely. T- you could totally take this as like a as a as a fraud claim. Like I can see, I can see what the argument they're trying to make on like the base level at least. Yeah. It, dude, it just seems like. Watch a I new do, trailer. I, Watch a new I, trailer I, get made for this movie because of this on the real quick. Yeah. Dude, it's just <laughs> five million, and they paid in a grand total like what seven bucks after taxes probably. Does it does oh, it slap to any to either of you guys that like these guys like went to watch this movie to jerk off to Anna de Armas and they were like <laughs> <laughs> they were disappointed that they unacceptable, <laughs> dude. And, um, and the dude. fact that but like dude, if they get any sort of sizable settlement out of this or or five million, like bro, like good dude, good for if you. They, if they get anything over like ten grand, that's a dub. <laughs> yeah dude if they get a hundred bucks that's a dub you know oh, what my I mean? Lord. like just... they spent 3.99 but i i wonder what fucking lawyer in his right mind was like yeah i'll take dude, that case like, you guys got a case honestly <laughs> if i watched a movie that was 3.99 and i was just like and it didn't have the actor i thought in it, i would just be like oh that sucks and i think i'd just go watch something else yeah oh man Oh. All right, all right. Throw some good news is, out there. Yeah, we got to do, and it is some good, good news because guess what, y'all? Elden Ring has finally gone gold let's as go. revealed on let's Twitter by Elden Ring update. Oh, let's go! I'm so excited. A time can I get a Hoya? Hoya for Elden Ring. Oh yeah. Um, so a Taipei game show video confirms the game has now gone gold and shouldn't receive any delay from its release across PC and consoles on February 25th. It is the time draws nigh for the glorious new From Software game. Everybody's hyped. You're hyped. I'm hyped. We're all hyped. It's going to be so amazing. I'm yeah. Ready. Wasn't so that game was supposed to come out this week. And they delayed it one month or no, two weeks ago. And then they. Yeah. Yeah. And they delayed it a month. Right. Mm -hmm. This just shows if a developer goes, hey, we need a little bit more time. You say, okay, give give them that time. Oh, man. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Mm. dude, another interesting development and our last little wave for the night um, is uh, we got two more little waves with two more. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, the respawn one. I didn't see it. It was hiding. Uh, we got two more little ways. Sorry, sorry. But uh, The Rock is making another video game movie. During an interview with Men's Journal, the 49-year-old former professional wrestler revealed that he is set to star in another video game adaptation. I can't tell you which game in particular we're doing, but we will. Uh, but it will be an announcement this year, he said. We are going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen, one that I've played for years do you have i just just like spitball guess 
I I'm picturing like some Call of Duty game or something, honestly, because I, I think about like his physique and his build. And then I think about like the type of movies that he does, you know, and to think that he did Doom and uh, like Hobbs and Shaw and some of the Fast and the Furious and stuff like that. I, I could see them putting him in some like Call of Duty thing. Which would be kind of funny to me, honestly. I could, I could kind of see it. Did you did you have the opportunity to watch uh Rampage? Yeah, and I watched Rampage too. That movie was so fun. Yeah. yeah like I, mean, I like it big. was like it's a popcorn flick, right? It was yeah. it was totally a popcorn action movie, but it was a good it was like it was a good watch. You're just like, yeah, this is Rampage. It did exactly mm. what Rampage does. It destroyed cities, giant albino gorilla big lizards giant wolf smashy smashy you know it was like a mm -hmm. it was a kaiju movie basically yeah i'm i'm curious to see if we're gonna get another like retro arcade game it's funny that you mentioned like um uh call of duty just because he did rampage i was kind of thinking maybe like uh like a metal slug game yeah yeah like or something like that. that might be kind of cool but I don't. I'm curious. I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> imagine, imagine doing Johnson as Mega Man, bro. <laughs> it's just the only. It's just him. They just give him like a gauntlet, and it like kind of sort of fits. <laughs> I could like, not only that, but like the other thing to think about is we know that there there's been um, the Fallout IP has been tossed around for movies and TV shows uh mass effect has been tossed around what if they make the rock commander shepherd mm. i don't know how i feel about that i don't but know like, how i feel about the, to, I but just, the Holly, hollywood there, hollywood would do that you know and uh the, there's also a bioshock too bioshock has been thrown around for a movie as well for a very yeah. long time I'm like, just trying to think about the fact that he's saying it's one that he personally has played for years. So I'm trying to think of like an older, like well set IP. Cause, mm -hmm. cause when he, I, when he, when he said badass, I was thinking, you know, my immediate like was just like, Oh, doom, you know, Duke Nukem, that sort of thing. And I was like, Oh, we've kind of, we've had those adaptations with mixed results. Wait, there's a Duke Dude, Nukem. He could be Duke Nukem. Oh my God. Duke Nukem. Dad would be, he could be Duke Nukem. Yeah. I or a not, wolf. I do not want that. I don't want. Or that. a Wolfenstein movie, dude. I think I'd be down for Fallout. I, I, because like that character can look like that main character doesn't. That can look like whatever. And The Rock probably. And there's possibility that he's not even the main character. You know what I mean? He could just be it's, a character too. In in whatever it is. I mean, we can only speculate. There, there's nothing. There's nothing even hinting, remotely hinting at what the game actually yeah, is. This is all just this yeah. is all literally just just some spitball takes on what we think it might mm. be or slash want it to be. Yeah. Watch him be talking about Pokemon. <laughs> no, dude. Oh, my it, God. I mean, if we've got Ryan Reynolds in a Pokemon movie, why not Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. Dwayne Johnson's going to be a Geo dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just just him cgi'd just just had an arm no no it's a geodude head with the rock's arms and just his face just superimposed over the yeah. rock. oh my lord it's just uh, like a fucking like memed emoji or something 
all right all right all right what else we got going what else uh, we got our last one and uh well you know we we were talking about some video games getting made into movies and now we're talking movie franchises that are getting made into video games because respawn is working on three new star wars games including a sequel for jedi fallen order the jedi for fallen order sequels will be joined by two additional games set in the star wars universe both of them as yet untitled one will be a first-person shooter led by Peter Hirschman, who has served as the VP of Development at LucasArts, has a long history at working with Lucas uh, of working with Lucasfilm, and co-created Medal of Honor, which is very, very well received across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, the other will be a strategy game developed by BitReactor, a recently formed studio composed of Firaxis Games veterans, best known for their work on the XCOM franchise. Bitreactor uh, will also close work will work closely with Respawn on the new project. I mean, this is all good news, right? Because like, uh, dude, first person shooter. Watch it. Watch it be like a Mandalorian game. Like imagine like a Mandalorian first person like action RPG style game. So it's funny that you say that because there was a game. I'm sure it was on some other platforms, too. But there was a game called uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunter. I played it on the mm. GameCube. Yeah. And I feel like that sort of game format would be pretty rad. Like getting a first person story driven title, Star Wars title mm. would be kind of tight because I, I, maybe something th- like like Republic Commando, but better. <laughs> yeah. And Re- Republic Commando wasn't terrible. But it was just it just didn't age gracefully. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with like the uh, just the rapid advancement in technology that we've seen in video games. Like, look at the first person shooters we play today versus what we played 20 years ago. You know? Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. A Mando FPS would go fucking dumb. Imagine like being being a bounty hunter and traveling between the galaxy and like upgrading your best car as you go constantly Ooh, you get, like, like you just you get like uh, new fresh pieces every now and then yeah like what if they put in like you can design your own like armor set you know with your own symbol like your symbol is based upon the choices you make in the game i could go on and on how cool a mandalorian game would be it doesn't have to be even the the tv show the mandalorian you know it could no, be it could any just be mandalorian, a mandalorian. Yeah, the thing is, I, I one thing I noticed it was void of is they didn't specify whether or not the first person shooter was going to be a single player or multiplayer game, which leads me up to potential. Um, I would be very OK with a new FPS multiplayer as long as it wasn't Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront wasn't bad. It actually has like a big backing still to this. <laughs> it day. does. And I love Battlefront. I just want to see something different. Yeah, I want them to go back to when they used to make all the other games, you know, like Jedi Outcast, Republic Commando, Bounty Hunter, you know, yeah. like, like, let's let's go back to that day. Like, let me play as a, a fucking uh, dark trooper killing rebels or something and, you know, invading well, bases. Yeah, like, yeah. Dude, Jedi Outcast was a first person game and it was like it had some of the best even it, even though it was like primarily a first person shooter. It had some of the best lightsaber combat out there and it's still like popular in pvp today mm-hmm. because it's got such good lightsaber combat yeah yeah well i'm excited and stoked because respawn focusing on star wars games sounds like the best decision that ea could have done absolutely you know, especially I mean, like 
finishing Jedi the Fallen end Order. of their license, you know? Yes, yes. Like, so. and getting a Jedi Fallen Order sequel, like, that was a no-brainer. That game is so good. It's probably my favorite Star Wars game. Or no. Stop. <laughs> you no Jar Jar Binks. No Jar Jar You still going to get back, dude. You still going to catch these pants. <laughs> no Jar Jar Binks games. Why? Jar Jar Binks. It's just in Devin's going to be playing Jar Jar in the new Star Wars respawn. Yeah. Jar Jar FPS. Well, <laughs> we're not going to talk about Jar Jar anymore because we are going straight into the hell. Ding, 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 What are you trying to say there? Scott, Scott. These are quality professional audio clips. None of us uh, made these by our mouths at all. We yeah. probably recorded. We're just super talented guys. So, is that a dying seagull I hear? <laughs> well, speaking of dying seagulls, Blizzard announces a brand new survival game. <laughs> that was a universe. horrible segue. What? What? Seagulls. <laughs> Blizzard's announcing a new survival game. This is coming from Michael McWetter over at Polygon. Blizzard Entertainment, the home of StarCraft, World of Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch, is making a brand new survival game for PC and console. The developer announced this Tuesday. The untitled survival game will be set in an all-new universe unrelated to Blizzard's existing fantasy and sci-fi properties. Blizzard's survival game was revealed in the form of a developer recruitment news item on the company's website. Here's how Blizzard describes its new game. Blizzard is embarking on our next quest. We are going on a journey to a whole new universe, home to a brand new survival game for PC and console. A place full of heroes we have yet to meet, stories yet to be told, and adventures yet to be lived. A vast realm of possibility waiting to be explored. <laughs> the announcement is accompanied by two pieces of artwork. One shows what appears to be an axe-wielding ranger wearing an animal skull-shaped helmet and light armor crouching in a forest. She appears to be tracking a series of colorful footprints and a window of mirrors across from her appears to show a portal to another more modern world the other piece of artwork shows something of the inverse a pair of teenagers in a modern day city environment stumbling upon a fantasy world complete with a floating castle in the distance that sounds very final fantasy right there <laughs> blizzard narnia yeah <laughs> a title Release platforms and release date were not specified, but the project sounds well into development. Shortly after news was posted, Blizzard Entertainment head Mike Yabara said on Twitter, quote, I've played many hours of this project with the team, and I am incredibly excited about the team's vision and the brand new world it presents for our players to immerse themselves in together, end quote. The unannounced survival game will be Blizzard's first new original property since the launch of Overwatch in 2016. It's also Blizzard's first foray into the survival genre, popularized by games like Minecraft, Daisy, Don't Starve, and Rust. 
Blizzard's surprise and surprisingly low-key announcement of the all-new game and an all-new property comes shortly after Microsoft announced plans to acquire parent company Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. The developer has a slew of previously unannounced projects in the works, including Diablo 4, Diablo Immortal, and Overwatch 2, but only one of those the Diablo mobile spinoff is expected this year. The developer <laughs> is also still contending with turmoil and turnover as the company as at the company as Activision Blizzard faces multiple lawsuits and federal investigations over wide ranging allegations that it maintained a toxic workplace environment that was hostile to women. Those allegations and Activision Blizzard's handling of the accusations have led to multiple corporate sponsors and licensing partners to distance themselves from Activision Blizzard and to numerous developers leaving the company. So, Jar Jar's Revenge. Uh, honestly, dude, I'm just excited to get some positive news on the Blizzard front for like the first time in a while. I mean, aside from, you know, the huge buyout, which was massive, you know, industry changing news. It, this it's I like this because it's like it's a new year. Blizzard just got bought out by Microsoft and now they got the opportunity to pull their heads firmly out of their asses mm. and start making cool games. And uh, uh, I, I from what I saw, there were some people in the like there was some like on the Twitter thread of the announcement. There were some employees that were part of the group that were just like, this team is awesome. Everybody's been super inclusive and positive and we're really excited to be working on this game. And um, that also makes me, you know, that leads to hopeful things. Uh, yeah. It is. It's I mean, it's it's obviously no coincidence that this announcement came, you know, prior to the acquisition. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. And I will believe that Diablo Immortal gets released this year <laughs> when I see it. Yeah, I, I, I just. I don't believe Blizzard with release dates until I see like trailers out in the wild. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're notorious for delaying their stuff, which is cool. Like I'm all mm. for you know delays or whatever. It is what it is these days. But mm. like they they announced Diablo Immortal like four three or four years ago now. Like it's been a minute. Yeah, they announced it this same year. We got Diablo Four's announcement, and when they announced Diablo Four, they were just like, "You guys aren't going to get this for a while." Just a heads up. Yeah, it's it's like the same case for like um, Elder Scrolls Six. They're like, "Hey, we're doing Elder Scrolls Six, but you're not getting it for like ten years." But here's Starfield. Yeah. Here's Starfield. Yeah, like we're doing the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At see, least it's not a mobile game. <laughs> I'm actually kind of excited for Diablo Immortal just because I'm a mm. huge Diablo fan. Dude, straight up though, Torchlight beat him to the punch. Yeah. Yeah. Torchlight yeah. did beat them to yeah. the punch. Like Torchlight Infinite is like it's already got obviously and media coverage on it, like which is mm. weird for a mobile game. And so they dropped the ball on that. But you know, it's hard it's hard to release games when you're hemorrhaging from lawsuits because you're stupid. Yeah. And you know, it's nice to see some good news come out of this because it's it's really hard to imagine for Activist to to stoop even lower, right? Like it, it's hard to to think that it could get worse than what it has been. I mean, granted, knock on fucking wood, that's totally possible. Yes. But you know, it it, it the, there is a sense of relief knowing that Microsoft is is 
getting involved with the studios and the publishers now. Um, Absolutely. Even even like pre finalization too is is it's just good seeing this good news comes because you know what's going to be great about this IP day one on Game Pass, baby. Guaranteed, dude. Almost guaranteed. Yeah, no, one hundred percent guaranteed. If this comes out after um the i the acquisition finalizes in june 2023 which most likely will be the case because again blizzard takes a lot of time to make a video game which is totally okay is going to be day one on game pass with the way blizzard releases games uh, it could actually i could see this coming to game pass as the preview even yeah Totally, yeah. because Which they was... did it with Grounded and Grounded was actually nope. re- really well received. Yes, Grounded for Obsidian, not Blizzard. Well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying just a survival game that got released mm-hmm. uh, via, you know, or pre-game preview. So mm-hmm. it would if I could see, you know, Blizzard following suit, especially if, you know, they've been bought out. If they get nudged to be like, all right, let's do this, it'll happen. Well, yeah, it's because Microsoft's got that daddy money, you know, They're like, hey, you get a little bit. Oh, you need your allowance here. Here, here you go. Do you want 25 million people to potentially play your game? Yeah. yeah. Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> All right. Speaking of 25 million people that probably won't be watching this show. <laughs> you never know. You never know. It's it's only because I'll just be honest. I don't have a whole lot of hope in CW. <laughs> I mean, okay, so their shows, I feel like their shows to just in general tend to do better than their movies have. Um, I like the idea. I like what they're doing here, but Batgirl's already kind of been in some weird turmoil with their cast. Mm -hmm. So I I want it to succeed. And I'm I don't know. Well, read the story. Read the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's 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 all you, baby girl. All right. So. Batgirl's cast, Ivory uh, Aquino, 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 thank you, Aquino, uh, Aquino. Ivory Aquino as first transgender character in the DCEU film, uh, in a DCEU film. This is coming from Adam uh, Bankhurst at IGN. Batgirl has cast Tales of the City's Ivory Aquinos as uh, Alyssa Yeo. Yeah, Alyssa Yeo. Alyssa Yeo. Oh, Oh, it's just yo, Alicia, yo, yo, yeah, Alicia, yo, yo. I got to work on I got to work on these names uh, where she will represent the first transgender character in a DCEU film. As reported by Variety, uh, both Aquino and yo are trans in uh, are trans in the comics. Uh, Alicia. Oh, there's a typo. Alicia, yo is a bartender who also happens to be the best friend of one time roommate and one time roommate of Barbara Gordon slash Batgirl. And she first appeared in Batgirl Volume 4, uh, number one in November 2011. Aquino will bring her to life on the HBO on HBO Max alongside Leslie Grace, <clears throat> excuse me, Leslie Grace, who will play Batgirl. Aquino's casting will be uh, was first teased by Grace's Instagram story in January, where she posted a photo of, of her and Aquino on what uh, may have been Batgirl's set. She tagged Aquino and included the caption Barbara and Alicia. Batgirl is set to be released on HBO Max in 2022 and will be directed by uh, Adele Adil El Arabi, uh, Arby, El Arbi. Ugh, I gotta work on that. And uh, Bilal Fala. Uh, joining Grace and Aquino and Batgirl will be Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, J.K. Simmons as Commissioner James Gordon, 
Brendan Fraser as uh, Garfield Lenz slash Firefly and Jacob Scipio as an unknown in an unknown role. Grace recently revealed an image of herself as Batgirl, and the suit looks to be very inspired by the Batgirl comics, especially the Batgirl of Burnside issue. Uh, Grace also shared a quote from Batgirl year one, giving us more of an idea of what to expect from the hero. Aquino is another is another step forward towards greater LGBT, LGBTQ plus representation in super uh, in the superhero genre and follows CW Supergirls introducing the first trans trans superhero on TV in uh, Nicole Maine's Dreamer. CW's Batwoman being a lesbian uh, played by both Ruby Rose and uh, Yavika Leslie. Loki revealing he is canonically bisexual. Marvel having a uh, brand tree. Uh, Tree Henry, play Tyree Henry, Brian Tyree Henry, excuse me, uh, play the first openly gay character in the MCU and more. I'm sorry, I struggle with all those names, y'all. It's all good, it's all good. So, first off, I want to start this with um, fucking awesome. It's so good to have representation in the industry. Um, and I'm stoked about this and I'm looking forward to that. And need to see more of it. Second of yeah, all, me too. So Brendan Fraser's in this, which hype Brendan Fraser, but he plays another character in the DCEU universe already. You see, know, but the DCEU has already established their multiple Earths thing, so that's how they get away yeah. with reusing actors. Also, and who doesn't want to see more Brendan Fraser? Yeah, yeah. Like, Second of all, I, I, I've, I've seen the costume before. For for Batgirl in this movie, and I looked at it again. It straight up just looks like a motorcycle suit with a cape and a cowl put on it and a belt. I don't dislike As, it. I mean, I mean, if you really think about Batman's, <laughs> yeah, but I I feel like kind of the same I feel, thing. I feel like we've gotten used to like the modernization of of Batman, where it's like actual armor. You know what I mean? And we saw that like in the Dark Knight. We saw that in Justice League. We we see that in the trailer for the Batman. You know, like it it visibly shows people shooting at him and him using his armor to deflect all the bullets. You know, and, yeah. Her and, her suit is definitely more. It looks how do I? It looks less superhero and more sidekick. Yeah, which does that make which sense? I don't, and I don't like that. I think she should be able to stand apart. Of know? course. Yeah. I th- And they redid the costume when they switched actors, right? I, I believe so. I believe yeah. so. And like who I'm, I'm hoping that this is good. It's it's, this is kind of the, the thing that we say with, with all DC film property lately is like, we hope it's good, but that just hasn't been the track record. There are good films in the DCEU. There are. Yep. They have good films and they have good shows, but they're not consistent. Exactly. Because when they're good, they're good. When they're not good, they're very bad. (laughs) At at least in my personal opinion. But like, yeah, that original costume looks a lot cooler. Uh, Yeah, I liked I actually liked the original costume uh, myself. The one played by, you know, the Ruby Rose rendition. I don't Mm -hmm. dislike the new design. It just it just feels like it's like a first rendition sort of thing, like the suits like it's like this is the suit we're going to give this character and then the suit's going to get upgraded at the end of the season sort of deal. 
Yeah, and which I hope so. But this this is a movie, not a not a series. Oh, that's right. It is. Yeah. So they, this they is a movie, it. and the new costume that they have looks like I could go into a party city or a spirit Halloween and find it. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they do with this project. I'm I'm proud of DC for like being the ones to, you know, DC had, you know, the first, uh, I believe, it said in the article, trans TV character, which is great. Uh, Mm -hmm. Marvel's kind of sort of doing the thing. They're still pretty Mm -hmm. wishy washy, but I am proud of DC for just like just owning it and be like, this just needs to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to do it. They they have been wishy washy until Eternals. Eternals was like the that definitive is, moment. Yes. Like here is a gay man with his loving family, and he's a superhero. Yeah, and you're just like you and know? kiss, and we're just like Aah. and and they and they let it be normal. They didn't have it be because a punchline or, or anything like that. And that was that it, that was one of the first times we've seen a major property like this acknowledge you know, the inclusivity yes. in that way. So again, I'm super stoked. We need more trans inclusivity and in, in, in superhero properties, especially, and just in Hollywood. Um, but uh, again, just like so lock and so load just said, they probably picked that suit up at a spirit Halloween store. Well, it's like only, only time will tell. Are you, are you going to watch this when it comes out? I, I mean, absolutely. It's going to be on HBO Max. I, it'd be dumb of me to not give it a try. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? It's, it's, it's there. Like, it's there. <laughs> like, I'll smoke a joint and watch it and eat some popcorn. And in here, it's only going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. Because exactly. it's DC, Yeah. You know? Exactly. We're all just going to sit down and hope it plays out on the same level as, like, Titans mm-hmm. and Doom Patrol. <laughs> yeah yeah because titans and doom patrol is fucking awesome that's I, that's peak dc that's peak dc yeah, content yeah. for me dude the dick grayson they have in the titan series is just fucking spot on like you know how we talk about like perfect casting with marvel and stuff like that the dick grayson casting that they <sighs> so got in titans good. is like he even just looks like him he you know does. From, you know especially especially when he's night winged up Oh, dude, and that that suit because just you're free. just it, like you're just like yes, that's fine. it. He's got he's got the perfect. It's like yep, he's got the perfect yeah. cut for. Oh, dude, I love yeah. it. He really and, do be and he's on. got the the electric batons too. Yes, um, but you know, speaking of things being perfect, we have some perfect messages from our sponsors for you today. Hit them with mm. it, Nell. This piece of good cracking content is brought to you by Glide Mouse Pads. PC gaming and office work is more popular than ever before, making your workflow and efficiency an absolute necessity. You need your peripherals and accessories to be running silky smooth in order for you to keep kicking ass and taking names, and Glide is the perfect piece to that puzzle for your arsenal that you've been trying to solve. Glide Mousepads is the future industry leader in mousepads, offering beautiful, smooth, waterproof products made with eco-friendly materials and a non-slip rubber in a variety of sizes that are guaranteed to help you get that next win. Are you looking for smoother pinpoint accuracy? Are you feeling resistance while gliding your mouse across your battle rug? You've probably watched our GK content before, and you probably know I do a lot of PC and FPS gaming. And let me tell you, 
you, this mouse pad is perfect for you. You can go to GlideMousePads.com right now and use the code Kraken for 15% off the Founders Edition mouse pad in every size available. Again, that's code K-R-A-K-E-N, Kraken, for 15% off any Founders Edition mouse pad today. Our next sponsor is Rogue Energy. If you're anything like us here at GK, you were probably up late last night. You got up out of bed this morning and you were still tired. You don't know how long you were gaming for. It's a catastrophe. But what you do know is that that your everyday cup of coffee just isn't hitting the way it used to. And now we've got a better way for waking you up before and during your next gaming session. Rogue Energy is a low calorie, no sugar energy formula that is a perfect alternative to sugar filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Every formula Rogue Energy produces is designed with optimal levels of high quality ingredients and no chalky textures. Being the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, Rogue Energy strives to improve the in-game performance of gamers, streamers, and content creators everywhere. You can head on over to RogueEnergy.com, use the code GKRAKEN for 10% off of your purchase of any shaker or formula tub of your choosing. That's right. The code is G-K-R-A-K-E-N for 10% off any shaker or formula tub that you'd like. Now, back to our regular Good Kraken programming. Welcome back to our regular <laughs> scheduling programming. I am showing you guys how Rogue Energy works. That's right. I just put in a packet of my mango pineapple energy. It's got oh, five I'm calories. sipping on mango pineapple too. Yeah, it's I'm delicious, it dude. Uh, it's smooth. You know, you just put it in there. It's got the fan filter on it, so it mixes it really nice. And you know, you just you add some water, just a little shake, 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 shake. Yeah, you hear that? Shake, you get that shake, shake, shake your booty, shake your booty. Rogue energy. Try it out, guys. <laughs> so, Netflix dropped its. First teaser for Gelmero del Toro's stop motion Pinocchio. And this is coming from Mylita Mariana Edwards over at Game Rant. The I was going to be like, I even I, I can't roll my R's that Guillermo. well. OK. <laughs> Guillermo. Guillermo Toro. Yeah. Guess what, yeah. Ernell? I am still half white. I make mistakes. OK. <laughs> The Italian in me allows me to roll my R's. Yeah. <laughs> A quick yeah. Anyway. With some vaginas. Some chicken vaginas. Yeah, some chicken vaginas. <laughs> Anyways, the first teaser for the upcoming stop motion film, Pinocchio, has been released by Netflix. Pinocchio, directed by Gilmore. Is that better for your NL? A plus attempt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I did that purposely. I love Guillermo. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro, best known for his Oscar winning film, The Shape of Water. I haven't watched that movie in forever, but every time I hear that movie, I just think of the guy who only works out the one side of his body. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Why? <laughs> because 
<laughs> um, but uh, and Mark Gustafson, <laughs> Gustafson, will be an animated musical fantasy film that retells the captivating story of the wooden boy who dreamed of being real. The conception of this highly anticipated Netflix film was not easy. Initially announced by Del Toro in 2008 and set to be released around 2013, the project went through numerous changes before eventually being plunged into development hell, mainly due to conflicts surrounding the narrative of the movie and the budget. Later in 2017, Patrick McHale, known for his Emmy award-winning miniseries, Over the Garden Wall, was announced to co-write the script. But this was also suspended when no studios were willing to provide the financing. However, Del Toro, who has cited this film as his uh, Passier project, continued to persevere and eventually... Pinocchio was acquired by Netflix in 2018. Pinocchio, the animated feature film uh, directional debut for Del Toro, steers away from the mischievous but lovable character everyone adores and instead depicts a more sinister recount of the legendary Carlo Collordi fairy tale. The story takes place in 1930s fascist Italy and surrounds the wooden puppet Pinocchio and his dreams of becoming a real boy. However, when his wishes are granted, he turns out not to be very nice. The teaser clip gives a glimpse into what can be expected from this promising film, opening up to Sebastian J. Cricket, best known as Pinocchio's loyal conscious. He teasingly tells the audience that, quote, it's a story that you think you know, but you don't, not really. End quote. Instantly, there is a feeling that Sebastian J. Cricket holds a secret about Pinocchio's story, making the viewers intrigued about what this could be. Pinocchio features an all-star cast with Gregory Mann as Pinocchio, Ewan McGregor as Sebastian J. Cricket, and David Bradley as Master Geppetto. Other stars include Kate Blanchett, Tilda Swinston, and Flynn Wolfhard as Spresultura the Monkey. The Coachman and Lampwick, Lucy, Lusagnolo, respectively. Filming commenced in January 2020 and took five months to complete. Pinocchio appears to have the qualities for an exciting and inspiring animated film with years of effort behind it and a $35 million budget. People can expect to see an eye-capturing film with a special narrative that will take a unique spin on the classic tale everybody loves. As a matter of fact, I lived. Yo, I like the feel of this. I like the look of this. These kind of animated films have always turned into just, uh, you know, silver screen darlings. And I'm I'm excited to see uh, how this ends up. It definitely has a Tim Burton kind of vibe to it as well. Dude, anything, anything from the mind of Guillermo del Toro is immediately going from some screen to my face holes. Like, mm. I love, love Guillermo del Toro. He literally, in my humble opinion, has the best creature design in film today. Like, dude, I just, I love his imagination and his mm. concepts. Uh, the fact that we're going to get, like, that dark, gritty sort of uh, Pinocchio film, dude, I'm so here for it. I also mm. love stop-motion films. Um I like that it's that this is it's kind of got that Tim Burton feel, but just because it's going to have 
Guillermo del Toro involved, I'm actually more hopeful that it's going to be even darker than mm-hmm. what, you know, because Tim Burton brings, he brings like the dark, but he also brings like that kind of goofy dark with it. And Guillermo's projects tend to be more serious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm dude, super, super, super here for this. In before Kojima cameo. Ooh, dude, I don't even. I dude, I, would just, <laughs> I love, I love Guillermo del Toro. Like, oh, just his. I love all his work. I any any film he's involved in, I pretty much watch. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, I'm definitely gonna watch it, and uh, I'm definitely gonna talk about it on this podcast after I watch it. So, um, it it's kind of crazy that literally, it it took them, you know almost 15 years to get this yeah, movie out it really you know? i remember seeing the concept art for this like initially when it came like a couple like it, even that's been a few years ago i'm does this have a release date or like a soft release date uh let me double check i don't remember seeing one personally because it's not um, there's nothing listed in the article but i'm assuming if they're doing teasers they plan on releasing you know, this year or next um, stop motion. I could th- I could see this being a holiday release because it's yeah. on Netflix. That would make sense. Yeah. Right now it's just slated for 2021. It does not have a hard date right now. OK, 2022, you mean, I'm assuming or 2022. Yeah. I believe. OK. OK. I mean, yeah. I'm curious to see if we get more throughout the year on this for sure, because Pinocchio's it's just a good, interesting story anyways. And mm-hmm. I, I love dude, if retellings done correctly are always interesting because it's just it's a fresh take. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, uh, the Pinocchio story is a very dark story, too. So if anyone. Oh, yeah. If anyone is going to uh, pull this off with a dark theme, it's definitely going to be Del Toro. A hundred percent agree. Like, go watch the animated Pinocchio film. That shit will give you nightmares. Mm-hmm. Also, Ernell's been uh, chatting with you already, and so has uh, Garrick a bit. But welcome, Reed. Welcome. So with that being said, I feel like we can move on to our hands on Dick. Our hands on Dick. Our hands on dick. Let's go. So, Garrick, I want you. So, hands on deck is where we talk about a game or a movie or a TV show that we watched and we tell you guys about it and see if it's something you guys would be into. Garrick, is there anything new or anything that you've been diving into since uh, this last week? Well, um, I know on last week's show, I got to go over our initial hands-on impressions of the review code we got from pop agenda for nobody saves the world um i haven't beaten it yet but i am plucking along i'm just about 10 hours in um and uh thank you once again to pop agenda for giving us hydrate the, uh, hydrate fools um for giving us that review code i'm actually going to be giving our official review on that tonight because i'm far enough into it um wow dude it's actually been a surprisingly great little experience um with some frustrating flaws towards the end <laughs> mm-hmm. um 
We talked about this a little bit, but I'll go over it again for anybody who's new or missed last week's episode. Nobody Saves the World is a top-down action-adventure a la Diablo, um, but I would say it's more in line difficulty and artistic-wise. Um, something you might... It, it'd be, it might be more easy to parallel with something like Minecraft Dungeons um, in terms of how it plays, but wow, dude, the map is incredibly expansive, far bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, there's still huge chunks of map that I haven't touched. Um, it's got a good open world Legend of Zelda style map, beautiful hand-drawn art, really, really lovable and funny and memorable characters. Uh, literally the horse, like just, just go play that mission, unlock the horse and just go do the horse love mission. Like, and just read that, just read that to yourself and laugh because the side quests in that game are absolutely ridiculous. Um, where the game really, really shines, though, is its its form mechanic. Um, and you basically, you're a nobody. You're a nobody. That's what you start off as. And you get access to this super amazing wizard's wand that allows you to change into all these fantastical creatures and, uh, like, classes that you basically get to wear like weapons. Anything from, you know, your typical ranger and, you know, warrior to a slug or a horse or, you know, a ghost, or a zombie, a necromancer. Like, there's just tons of different options. And that's where the game really shines, because once you get past the tutorial, you get the option to mix and match your character's abilities. So you can equip, like, your slug character, and you can use warrior skills. And it, it'll change the way that that form plays. And it is excellently, excellently designed in its customizability. But it's also where it ends up kind of biting itself in the foot because it focuses so hard on this form mechanic and then it lets itself fall short um, by not being able to customize the forms that you slot into your radial. Mm, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Dude, it got kind of, I got kind of frustrated and a little bummed out because I was trying to level up a couple of these forms to be able to unlock the new forms to progress to the side content and basically I'm trying to 100% this game I'm curious enough about the game world that I really want to see where it's going um, and then I try to switch all these forms and I get to the point of the game where there's more forms available to you than there is radial menu space mm -hmm. and uh, you end up having to pause the game a lot to switch to forms that didn't get put on your radial menu and um, it breaks up the gameplay flow quite a bit especially when you're exploring dungeons and you want to switch on the fly to tactically use these forms and, you know, level up quests as you're flying through these dungeons and rank your forms up. And you, you, you equip your new form from the pause menu. And rather than being able to assign it to the radial, wherever you please, it just randomly gets replaced mm. somewhere on the radial menu. <laughs> that that's, that's kind of annoying. You, you think that there would have been baked into the game, to like be able to customize your radial wheel and stuff given like that. yeah which is how i felt too especially going hands-on mm -hmm. because you know you want to be able to take advantage of the system to its full capacity 
And that's really where like it struggles. It's like the more forms you get, the actual the game gets harder to play because you spend more time in your pause menu trying to switch to make sure Mm -hmm. you're getting to access all your quests, make sure you're not skipping out or neglecting any forms, because if it doesn't go on your radio menu, it's not you're not switching to it and you're not getting experience or finishing the tasks for it. Mm-hmm. So that part is definitely the most frustrating mechanic that I ran into. The good news is, is that's a UI issue. Very if they if they update this game and give it any DLC, they can totally add in in-depth radial control later down the road. That was my biggest gripe. That and the fact that there are some times where the multiplayer like it feels like you should be playing it with co-op to be able to take advantage of two people leveling up all of your forms at once. Um, so it makes it a little bit harder solo. That being said, if you can get over the weird wonky UI issues, oh my lord, mixing mm-hmm. and matching your forms, so much fun. Game environment, so much fun. I unlocked a mermaid recently uh, and a turtle, and it literally gave me access to new parts of the map because I had now have the ability to swim all over the game world. Um, I unlocked this form called an egg, and... <laughs> Yeah, it's literally your dead ass, just a freaking egg. And the egg hatches into a dragon. You get a dragon form later on. That's but amazing. To hatch the egg, I literally you literally have to, one of the side quests to let to rank the egg up is just finding nests in the world, transforming into an egg, sitting in the nest and then having a giant bird sit on you. Wow, that's, that's the mission. That's and amazing. So Dude, it's got this lovable and like uh, it's by Drinkbox Studios, which is the same creators as Guacamelee. So it's got that lovable, goofy, really memorable characters. Um, if you, mm-hmm. it's free on Game Pass, if you have the opportunity to get it, I would recommend anybody giving it a try, especially if you love uh, like action RPGs and dungeon crawlers. That's where it's that's where I would say like the genre people are going to enjoy it the most if you like those kinds of games. Um, not super difficult. I would say anybody could jump in with this. It is easier and probably I would say a little bit more enjoyable with a friend. Um, the co-op's mm. pretty seamless. Um, despite the fact that you share a pause menu, it oddly works for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all in all, I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. Mm. Great experience, great mechanics. Um, they just... It was just a weird I don't know if they just forgot <laughs> or what, but not being able to customize a radio menu in in a game where you are constantly switching forms because they they function as your weapons can be uh, mad, mad frustrating. But 7.5 definitely worth checking out if you like dungeon crawlers, uh, top down ARPGs, beautiful hand drawn environment, great soundtrack, memorable characters, cool combat, peep it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, I need to finish that game like really, really, really bad. Um, so. Uh, oh, Arnell, get out of here. You guys are talking about Mission Impossible. No cares about Mission Impossible right now. We're talking about nobody. Talking saves about nobody the world. saves the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you're sitting here arguing with me in chat because that's right. You can't talk right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i i need to jump back into nobody saves the world Um, honestly Devin, i i think it would honestly just be we should just do co-op just join my game like i'm I'm already plucking along through the story 
you're like mm-hmm. this. It, it's a pretty self explain you know, rescue mm-hmm. the big wizard guy. Like the plot's not super dense. Just yeah. hop in my game. We'll co-op it out. You'll have access to a bunch of forums right from the get go. So you can just hit the ground running. We'll just and we'll just finish the story that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I need to. And because, as you know, my biggest problem is I play too many video games. And with that being said, I kind of have two point five things and it's nothing really that new. But I do want to say I finally have been able to jump back into Final Fantasy 14 and I and my friends who have been wanting to play it, who have not been able to purchase it, have finally purchased it. So now there's probably about a good seven or eight of us all starting out together. So our our goal is to get to a point where we can all just do dungeons together as a Yo, group. Are, you, are you guys going to make a good Kraken uh, Final Fantasy 14 guild? Maybe. It depends <laughs> if we commit that hard. You know true, what I true. mean? Because that's a commitment. It is. But God. can you be in multiple guilds in that game or just one? I don't know. See, so I I I only touched Final Fantasy 14 and I got one character to like level 25 right mm. before i got distracted by other things in the world sure. um oh dude the serotonin release i get from playing an mmo with my friends where it, because it's such a relaxing gameplay at least like especially like early game before you get to the end game content where you really have to focus on your raids and dungeons but like but right, like right you can now enjoy the story before it gets sweaty yeah like and, and that's my goal is like i want to play through all these stories because they have been rated so well every single release to the point where people are saying this is probably one of the best final fantasy stories that's ever come out out of all the games that have ever been released I've and heard so like that so much it, like if 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 you're a fan of rpgs and you've played a final fantasy game to completion you know how good like pretty much every single one of those games are when you hear that especially when you've played almost every entry in the series like I have, when you hear that, you go, wait, best Final Fantasy story ever? And you think of Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy VII, and you're just like, okay, bet. <laughs> so right, now I, like, there's 14 other Final Fantasy games to compare that to, and you're like, and it's still top three? Like, let's go. Yeah, so I was, I was bet, you know, I, I, I have like, probably 300 plus hours of campaign to go through from start to finish. And I, I'm not skipping anything. I'm, oh, I dude. own all the content and I, you can pay to skip ahead so you can play like current content, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to mainline every story as I go. So um, I'm really excited about that. The game looks great earlier before show you or Nell and I were just in awe, just watching that intro sequence for Endwalker again. Cause like, if there's one thing Final Fantasy always d- does right, it's it's their cinematic intro scenes. Top tier cinematics. Yeah, like amazing. It, it it Final Fantasy used to be the pinnacle for like when you get a new game or a new game system that their their intro cinematic was the pinnacle of graphics. You know, like when you got your yeah. PS two back in the day, then you popped in that Final Fantasy ten demo and you watched that intro sequence through the the demo. You're like, yep, this is it. For me, it was 10, and before that was the intro sequence to Final Fantasy VIII on the PS1. I I played that demo, that jam-packed disc, over and over and over when I was a kid. I think my closest thing I've ever personally gotten to, like, falling in love with, like, a Final Fantasy, like, intro cinematic was Kingdom Hearts. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that one too. Like, so, I mean, like, how can you counts, not? Right? Simple and clean. It's the way. <laughs> yeah, Dude, it's you, like you, so good. Like, but I mean, like, it's still Square Enix. Like, the levels there. You're just like, exactly. you know, it's gonna slap. It's it's the vibe. It's the song. It's the graphics. It's the the montage of sceneries. Um, but speaking of vibes and speaking of insane, I got caught up on Peacemaker. <laughs> you know, I haven't started it yet. How is it? It's so fucking funny. Yes. Ernell, tell Garrick how fucking funny this is real quick. Just tell him. Tell him. <laughs> yeah. Dude, maybe I'll start that tonight. Maybe I'll peep Dude, it tonight. It, I mean, there's only four episodes. There's I was going to say, it's weekly, right? Yeah. Oh, at, at like midnight, though. So technically Let's go. tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dude. It's good. John Cena is great in this role. It just fits his aptitude as an actor, especially when it comes to like, you know, action stars slash comedian, you know, um, yeah. it plays so well into that. Uh, it makes fun of the it's it's very self-aware of the DC EU and it makes fun of it a lot. Um, like okay. John Cena makes fun of Batman like more than once throughout this, <laughs> which just makes me want to see a, like a peacemaker Batman like duel. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Peacemaker's just talking shit just the whole time. <laughs> exactly. And that see, that's what he does too. When he gets in fights with people, he just talks shit and just roast people. I like there's there's a scene. It's in like episode three where he's going back and forth with one of the villains they've introduced and it it's straight up like sounds like an Xbox like th- live party like party chat <laughs> like it's just or some, roasting or each you're, other you're just yelling obscenities at each other and there's some 13 year old that's claiming to have sex with your mom more than your dad ever had. <laughs> it literally sounds like that it's it's just it's gross it's self-aware oh it's Shit's funny funny as fuck. it's chaotic it's i i recommend it it's it's a it's a good show and you got james gunn producing all of it so like if, yeah. if you're a fan of james gunn at all then like this is right up your alley um so yeah peacemaker real, real real quick i just have a quick question on it how would you compare it tonally to the suicide squad james gunn's the suicide squad it's it, yep, same, yep. same energy it, it literally yes. a direct sequel like the show starts out like with a previously on and shows the events from suicide squad it like comes directly out of that. The Suicide Squad was the film I watched the most in 2021. Yeah. So I gotta get on this piece, yeah. the, the peacekeeper train then. Yeah. A peacemaker. It's, yeah. It's peacemaker? it's a peacekeeper. Yeah. Peacekeeper. A peace peacemaker. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 good. If you love Suicide Squad, you'll love Peacemaker. So um oh, yeah. yeah. Uh let's see. Other than that, I mean just same old same old halo and daisy <laughs> yeah dude i mean do we i mean i I can i can squeak in another quickie if we have time i don't know how are we doing yeah time? yeah 
Yeah, we, we we can squeak in. We got a couple minutes. I will say it's been hilarious this last week how you keep posting the little screenshots of me playing DayZ and you're just dude, like, this is how I know everything's just, okay in the dude, world. Literally, <laughs> I log on to my computer, I throw open Discord and it's just like playing DZ, uh, DZSA launcher and I'm just like, oh, the world hasn't ended. Like another day, <laughs> everything's okay. There's only three constants in life. Ladies, JDs, these then some ladies. It is death, taxes, and Devin playing Daisy. Okay, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit, hit the people. Hit the people with that. With that other quick one you got. Uh, so we're actually gonna be playing it again on stream this week, dude. I'm balls deep into Rainbow Six Extraction. Oh, balls man. deep, dude. I'm. It, I shouldn't be allowed to get this sweaty in a PVE game. You getting sweaty in the shooter at all just surprises me. <laughs> uh, dude, I've had a great deal of fun with this. I actually mm-hmm. was like, I had pretty low expectations when this game got announced. Not mm-hmm. going to lie. Um, and then, like, as I saw more and more gameplay, I was just like, oh, I'm going to try this out. And that dude, I've got 20 hours into it already. Damn. And like, that's wor- that's working around, you know, podcast and all the other cool stuff that we're doing and life. And like that one last, you know, last week's splash damage where like we were just this just chase Ernell and I were just the sweatiest, literally just like checking left, got left clear. Dude, that shit was so much fun to me. Like it was literally mm-hmm. just communication and pew pews. Yeah. Dude so mechanically sound like i understand that it's basically just running off the exact same engine as rainbow six siege but literally this is a gigantic case of if that shit ain't broke don't fix it and guess what they didn't need anything to fix the gunplay is snappy and beautiful it's got all the same fun sorts of mechanics that you would expect from a rainbow six there is nothing more satisfying than pinging like a grunt through a wall and then just pissing it away with a shotgun shell through a wall like almost literally just, just obliterating it. Yeah. And there's just this massive hole in the wall now. And then you're like busting the wall down and you're just like, all right, check and left, check and right objectives over here. Let's go. And the dude, it's the best. And I, Xander and I did three back to backs today. Literally, it was just me and me, Xander and some random. And we just three back to back full incursions, just smooth, just busting it out. Oh, so satisfying. I, I look forward to actually running through that with you guys this week since I wasn't able to do it last week. But uh, yeah, um, fuck yeah. Uh, and that is Rainbow Six Extraction, y'all. Mm-hmm. Rainbow Six Extraction. It's my new sweaty game. Garrick, tell the others <laughs> about what makes you sweaty. <sighs> sweaty is getting to move into our final segment. The Gel. <laughs> Hell yeah. So today for the gallows, our headlining topic, we are discussing our most anticipated games of 2022. So we got some really good stuff coming out this year, especially after getting um, a whole year in now with the uh, the next generation of consoles that have recently been released with the series uh, X and S and the PS5. Um this is when Ernell usually says I have a PS5, but we're going to talk about the games Jeez. that are coming Jeez. out. Now, we are going to go over scheduled games and then 
after we do the schedule, we are going to move into the slated games. And we're just going to talk a little bit about each one as we go down these lists here. Um, and, and we're going from uh, the closest release to the furthest release dates. So, Garrick, you and I were talking about this one already earlier today. Pokemon sure were. Legends Arceus. So. Dude, this bad that bad boy drops in three days. Yeah, yeah. Unless unless you're a filthy cheater and got a leaked version, don't do that. <laughs> so I I I want to play this game. I'm slightly hesitant. I want to see a little bit more. Oh, dude. Just slightly. Not I'm I'm not so, thrown off about it. I I won't lie. I went and peeped a couple of videos of people mm-hmm. that had like retail or and or a potentially leaked copy uh mm. dude the game play loop it's it's gonna be a me game a hundred percent it is monster hunter light light with the pokemon skin over the shit over it oh mm. dude i'm super i'm super excited to get hands on mm-hmm. i'm gonna play this game just probably not right away um but i i am going to play pokemon i i usually play every pokemon you know um see C- C- i try to also mm-hmm I I try to, you know, keyword try. Um I I I got I'm waiting for Sierra to finish up uh Brilliant Diamond so I can play that one. Um I've I've seen a few of the complaints about it, but I've also seen some positives about it. So um but yeah, I do plan on playing that. Garrick, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection mm. for PC. It's not, it's, Look, not just not, PC. it's not just PC. Yeah, but I oh, thought that not, was PC. Yeah, yeah this, PC this, and the, console. It's the entire re-release of the entire series. Oh, okay. Including okay. the including the fourth, yeah. Okay, perfect. Are you are you gonna jump back into I Uncharted? Was gonna, I might actually I do. I've never played Uncharted. This might be the opportunity for me to give it a go. Cause I'm going just to. all in one, all in one bundle, dude. It'll be a first time yeah. experience. I've I've seen gameplay of it. Um mm. and I like I you know it's it seems like it's just sort of tomb raider-esque and i like tomb raider games mm-hmm. so yeah i i i might actually pick up a physical of this for ps4 um now that uh our our sir ocean shrine has been so gracious to let me borrow his ps4 pro for a long time <laughs> so <laughs> i can get caught up Stop. on these games Stop. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I I'm probably going to pick this up because I I beat one and two. I didn't beat three and I haven't played four. So this would be a good spot for me to um, probably restart three and move from there. Um, I'm, a, I'm actually more excited about this one than I gave myself credit for because I, I feel like I never finished them when I was streaming like on my own. I never mm-hmm. I never finished uh, Uncharted 2 and uh I think because this is coming out on PS5. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might I might get this for PS5 just so I can see what it looks like mm. on the on the PS5. <laughs> yeah, and like and I thought about getting it on PC instead of console, but like for me for games like that, I want to experience them in 4K, and I would have a better time doing that on console than on my PC. Just yeah. because I would just be worried about my PC's like heat. <laughs> I'll know? probably pick it up on console also, just because I've, Uncharted's a place. It's a PlayStation first party, Exclusive. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so uh, I, yeah, to me, it just—I mean, 
if it's if the whole you know the whole collection is going to get released on its native console as a like a master mm. package i'll probably pick it up and there look and here, here's my basis for when it comes to first party with like performance and graphical fidelity i played the reboot of god of war on a ps4 slim which sounded like a fucking jet engine. <laughs> I like it was so loud. I w- and like it looked so good on the TV, but the console was so loud. I was like, "Are you going to be okay?" Are you gonna <laughs> I be can okay? hear it through the headphones. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I, I think I'm going to pick up Uncharted. Um, Life is Strange remastered collection. Ernell's just coming in his pants right squawk squawk (laughs) i know i know my partner sierra is going to be getting this so i will definitely be around it not particularly my game because i'm a hyper violet individual (laughs) but uh i do respect the hell yeah squawk yeah i i do respect the hell out of the life is strange series and the stories have always interested me and I usually when I do pick up games like that, I'll play them to completion. But it's it's always hard to get me on the controller on those games, you know, and sit down for a few hours. For me, at least. I like the life is uh, life is strange games, dude. I just can't. I have to play them in small doses because mm. I dude, I, I end up like I'll, I'll play for like two hours and then I end up having my fucking feely heelys on and I got to run away. Because like mm. you'll be, do you can't you can't play like you're like playing life is strange and like you're sitting there minding your own business and you like you talk to a random NPC and you're just like why am I crying now oh this is so hard you're just like I gotta take a break so spicy <laughs> and so dude I'll probably I'll probably check it out but I bet you it'll be a slow slow burn for me I like I I like collections could game collections on uh, in single purchases I'm, mm. I'm here for that I'm here for that. Yeah, it's 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 honestly it's it's one of the most consumer friendly things that studios can do. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Here here's one that I know that is an absolute yes from everybody here at GK, <laughs> including Genesee. She doesn't even know it yet. But Dying Light 2, stay human. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Do it with me. I harmonize. Can't. Harmonize. <laughs> Sorry, audio listener. Oh my god, I can't, I can't wait to get my hands on this. Literally next week, nine days, nine days mm-hmm. from the yeah, time of recording. It's this. gonna be fantastic. I might be a little bit late to it. I have been ordered by my familia and significant other to not buy any video games until after my birthday next month you got a birthday coming up yeah yeah so i have been ordered to because i have this tendency when i want something i usually just get it because i'm hey Arnell, can we uh can we get a link to Devin's steam wish list in the chat <laughs> it's actually pretty non-existent <laughs> my wish list is very much amazon and uh xbox right now <laughs> that's fair that's fair yeah no. uh so yeah uh that one gets the official GK stamp of approval. <laughs> Shut yeah. up for now. That's, yeah, that's where his wish list is. Oh, oh my god, you're getting timed out. <laughs> Scott, Scott, <laughs> I can't time him out. Squawk. Squawk. Uh, what right, we got um, next? Ooh, I'm actually looking forward to this next one. Ollie, Ollie World. 
dude, it is it's a it's a it's a skateboarding action app for action platformer. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play it. it Look, on, the tag the, the tagline is meet the skate gods. Yeah, this is like my fucking on. game, dude. Like dude, have you have you seen like uh have you gotten have you gotten to like check out the gameplay and check out the graphics and stuff? Yeah. I love the art style for this game. Oh, it's fantastic. It's it's very reminiscent of uh like Adventure Time. Ooh, yeah. I actually didn't play that. I didn't com- I see that, but I I can see it. Is is this going to be on Game Pass? I know it's I know it's on the Xbox ecosystem. Uh I I'll, do I'll not know. I'll find out for you. Perfect, perfect. Th- th- thank you, young Jamie. <laughs> or no. <laughs> <laughs> and that, um, that one's actually coming out in February. Dude, February is super front-loaded with dude, games. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got another one that's coming out here really soon. Sifu. <sighs> dude. I will kung fu. Anything kung fu. Anything kung fu I will watch. Like, well, the mechanic... I'm not even a fan of roguelites and I want to play this so bad. Dude, I after like my recent like w- watch of all of Cobra Kai and uh, Netflix's The Paper Tigers, I have just been in a kung fu mood and uh, I am actually going to go back through and watch all the Ip Man movies now and like on me some Ip Man. Yeah, it, it's just like I am in that martial arts kick now. Um I, I the other night I watched uh, the man with the iron fist that has Dude, I in love it. that movie. <laughs> oh, it's just so good. <laughs> like, I love you got, that. Movie. You got Russell Crowe in there, too. Just fucking randomly as a cowboy. You know, it's just it is so the good. most ham fisted kung fu movie ever. Dude, Sifu has some. I love the aging mechanic mm-hmm. that they have implemented into this. I'm really interested because I think you can get to like seven. I think it's like 70, 75 years old somewhere in the ballpark. That's like your terminal like death. But mm-hmm. so it's a roguelite where basically uh, for anybody. Sifu means teacher, by the way, in case anybody didn't know that. Basically, that's what the, the premise is. You're learning martial arts as you play. Each time mm-hmm. you progress and you die, you age and you learn new martial art techniques through your experience. And that's how you progress through the game. And you're basically trying to Kung Fu powerhouse your way all the way through this like vendetta revenge mission before you croak. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. And the combat, the combat looks so snappy and like John wick. And I'm yeah. super, super ready. Yeah. I'm probably going to end up picking up this one on PC is what I was thinking about doing Um, next one. And I feel like this is a sleeper for a lot of people, but I've looked into it and it it actually has a lot of promise, but uh, crossfire X, which is kind of a meh name in my opinion, but uh, crossfire X is a, um, it's a primarily Chinese like first person shooter game that like took over the call of duty market over there in Asia. And, um, Microsoft actually got Remedy, the makers of Control and Alan Wake. They actually have been developing a campaign mode for this Crossfire X, and it looks stunning. It looks very cool. It looks like Call of Duty and Metal Gear Solid put together from my in my opinion. So I'm actually interested in this because it's going to be a day one on Game Pass as well, and it's going to be an exclusive campaign 
to the Xbox ecosystem. That's so, kind of cool. I, I'll probably check. I mean, it's on Game Pass, so I'll probably check yeah. it out, especially because I've been more so into uh, FPSs lately. Mm-hmm. But but good Lord, is Crossfire X a really bad name? <laughs> it, it It is. But like... <laughs> But a good game is a good game. It looks really cool. It actually looks cool. And it is Remedy. So, like, and Remedy has a great. You kind of piqued my interest with Remedy because Alan Wake and Control are both dope Mm -hmm. games. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, was it, uh, was it Quantum Flux? Was, no, not Quantum Flux. Is that, is that the game? But is that the other game that they did that was kind of like a quantum movie game? break? Quantum break. Oh, yeah, quantum quantum break. That's quantum break. Yeah, quantum quantum flux is something else. Yeah, but yeah, quantum they, break they did is that quantum game break where they paired well, it. It wasn't they paired it with the TV show. Yeah, it wasn't received super well for that aspect, but I heard a lot. It had a lot of really good elements that kind of bled into control. Correct. So, um, but you know, Re- remedies. You know, they're triple A studio and they're known to bust out the banger so i'm interested to see that um horizon forbidden west need we say more i mean i can play it now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna play it on my playstation 4 pro when it comes out i am mildly concerned with how it's gonna run me too because I'm going to do the same thing. But and, and this is where Ernell goes. It. I have a PS5. <laughs> I'm Dude, probably going to wait, though, because I still have to finish um, Horizon. Yeah, and um, you can't. This is not a jump straight into the sequel. Sort yeah, of game. yeah. I honestly, guys, don't be surprised if I don't get to this game for months, to tell you the truth. But I do plan on playing it. It has my interest. Um, it might be a thing where I might wait till I have a PS five or it comes out on PC. It, you know, who knows? Because I'm playing horizon zero dawn on PC right now. I keep coming back to it every, you know, other week and I play it for a couple hours and God, that game is beautiful guys. There's just too many fucking video games. Can I just say yes. that there's just too many video games and I love them. Help us. It makes you glad to a there's point. so many of us because <laughs> we all got to, we're having to pick and choose which games we all play so that we're covering <laughs> all of the cool shit for you guys. Yeah. And, and, and help us too, because you can go to a place called Patreon dot com forward slash good cracking show where you can help us realize our dreams of wanting to be able to play our enormous backlogs so we can create content for you folks out there. you guys now this one i actually have already purchased destiny 2 yep. the witch queen so i went full in and i'm tr- i've been told that this is essentially going to be the taken king of destiny 2 um, which the Taken King was literally like it was the game changer for Destiny. It 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 revived a dying game, and that's what this is supposed to do. And they're adding a bunch of new elements, like new new activities. They're adding new weaponry and items, and uh, a huge expansion of a story. So uh, I went all in with our boy Logan, and him and I both got the hundred dollar deluxe edition that includes like three season passes and the 30th anniversary talking about that dude i'll probably get a hold of the witch queen probably i mean won't be a day one for me Mm -hmm. i'll definitely sit on this and wait until like the first raid content and stuff drops Mm -hmm. um but yeah 
I mean, I mean, Destiny. I was like looking at my uh my PlayStation wrap up from last year. Destiny Two was my most played PlayStation game last year. Damn. I still put I still put like almost a hundred hours into Destiny last year alone. Well, yeah, you should get this and play it with me. So, I oh mean, no, I'm, I'm totally gonna get it. It just might. Yeah, we, it'll probably be a, like a little down guys, the road. The three of us should should do the uh should do the the campaign together for it. Ooh, yeah, dude, I would love that. Yeah, it'd be I, great. I ain't got a hundred bucks right now. It, it's not a hundred bucks. That's that's the special edition. I, yeah, the, isn't it the, like I think it's thirty nine it, ninety nine. Yeah, it's it's somewhere between thirty and forty bucks to to get the uh, the expansion. You don't need to get or freaking Logan and I went all in. We went you know Squawk. collector's edition route. Um, Squawk. Squawk. Another must buy. Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, any 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 year that gets a from software release is a good year mm-hmm. in gaming in my book. And like there is a level to this game that like exceeds their previous releases too. Like there is so much hype behind this. It it like it just can't fall flat, right? Like they it, they have to pull this off. And I I have good faith that they will. Unlike Ernell, who thinks I have a wish list at Pornhub. <laughs> So I was um, floating through because Elden Ring's like one of my popular topics that I follow on Twitter at the moment. There was mm-hmm. actually some stuff floating around recently um, where some of the game directors have said that this is actually going to be a less stressful um, from software game. Like it'll be a less stressful gaming experience without mm-hmm. toning down the difficulty of the game. And I'm curious how they're achieving that. Because I feel like that's kind of interesting because I feel like with Dark Souls, the stress is part of it. Yeah, I so like Sony, uh, they've been at the forefront of a lot of like AI like based like gameplay, like where AI will scale depending on your gameplay. You know what I mean? To to try and keep you in the game longer, whether it's getting harder or easier. So I'm yeah. wondering if if that kind of technology is going to be coming into play. They said it's still going to feel difficult, but is going to be a less stressful, uh, you know, experience. I think the open world's going to have a big factor in that low stress mm-hmm. environment because the game world looks gorgeous. Yeah, it does. I mean, dude, high fantasy George R. R. Martin. Let's fucking go. Um one that I don't think any of us are excited about is Babylon's Fall. This is actually on my radar, and it has been for a while now. Um, this is it's a Platinum Games uh, Square Enix title. I know, I know, and it ended up being way different than everybody thought it was going to be. It was, yes. it was on my it radar went through until a, the it was huge, huge development shift. Yeah. yeah, it was on my radar until it looked like shit. <laughs> see that's the thing is the redesign that it doesn't like it it looks like a 360 game like it doesn't it does it next does. gen i mean it's right now it's slated for an august 5th release date so there's definitely time for them to improve the graphics of the game um this will not be a day one purchase this is definitely going to be a wait to see what the reviews say sort of thing it kind of sucks Oh, Square, no, Square Enix, like what uh, Square Enix does really good, in my opinion, when they just like solo dev. Mm-hmm. But like when they collab, eh, it gets a little weird. And then we get shit like Marvel's Avengers, where it doesn't quite hit the notes that it was supposed to. But Guardians. Yes, 
Yes, and see, and, and they, but see, there's then there's the flip side. But mm-hmm. so they, they did platinum. Um, they're teaming up with Platinum Games on this one, mm. and Platinum Games. I'm looking up to see what they they also have worked on. They they've done like Bayonetta, I believe, and um, what else did they do? Uh, Vanquish. Oh, uh, so they they did Near Automata and yeah. uh, Bayonetta and the wonderful. See, oh, they they've got some good titles. Astral Chain was super well received. Metal Gear mm-hmm. Rising, uh, eh. Metal Gear, uh, but, Metal Gear Rising was a fun game. I did play that. That's true. Um, the Wonderful One Hundred One, great, great platinum game. Everybody loved mm-hmm. that. That was a Nintendo title. Yeah. Um, I don't I know. Guess, I guess we'll, we'll have I, to see. I, if if it looks like poopy, but the mechanics are really, really great, I might give it a try either way. You know where I'll play it when they put it on Game Pass. When they put it on Game Pass. <laughs> Um, I don't think, I mean, the only person here that I feel like would get this would be Ernell just mainly as a showcase for their PS five, but Gran Turismo <laughs> seven. Racing games are pretty niche for me. I think people are going to be excited for the new, uh, for the new Gran Turismo. I will yeah. probably not get a hold of it myself. Uh, but I feel like Gran Turismo and Forza just always kind of do good things on their release years. Mm-hmm. So. And and see, that's probably why I won't touch it at all is because I already have Forza that just came out and it's on Game Pass. <laughs> exactly. And it looks fucking amazing. And it's yeah, very yeah. and it's also an arcade racing game and not like a super diehard simulation game like like Turismo is. Oh, my God, I should try reinstalling that. I actually have an Xbox now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you should. And dude, it's got uh, multiplayer, doesn't it? Yep. Another Let's game go. we can play together. Um tunic yeah dude, it's fox legends of zelda yeah. it's gonna be on game pass yeah. day one this it is a no-brainer it's literally just look i hope it's as difficult as death's door dude i i'm actually really excited for tunic it, me, it looks really good me dude, it, lo- it looks like that now. perfect game to play on your switch too you know what i mean yes very very indie darling like you're like that's one of those games where you're just like i'm gonna get my hands on that and i'm gonna play the shit out of that Mm-hmm. one that i'm kind of worried about that i want to be good but it's just been chaos stranger of paradise final fantasy origin <sighs> i'm actually not familiar with this one probably most likely due to them due to my lack of final fantasy the, fandom. this is like the, the one where he he says chaos like 15 times in the trailer yeah it's it's like devil may cry final fantasy but it doesn't it it like it looks oh, like a very announced at e3 last year yes yes yeah. it looks like a very like devil may cry ripoff but not good <laughs> also ernell your ass it's true <laughs> You know what they say? Or what you eat? Draw what you eat? I am ass. <laughs> I am ass. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think we're all kind of in a mess situation over this game. Um. Again, it's one of those games that's already been heavily criticized before its launch. It's even put out a couple demos already, and people have been very mixed on the demos themselves. Mm. So we'll have to see how mm. that one goes. Um. God damn it. <laughs> um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. This is going to be a day one for me. Instant cop. Yeah. Um, Instant if, cop. 
if there's anything that you get from Borderlands properties, it's just amazing instant fun with your friends. And I cannot wait to experience this game with you guys because have you seen so... the class demos for this? Yes. Oh yeah. my lord. The character design looks so mm-hmm. good. Like, look, Borderlands is Borderlands has perfected cell shading art. Mm-hmm. Like that is peak cell shading. I'm so stoked. I don't even give a crap if it's a spin-off. Like this game's gonna be so much fun. Oh yeah. I mean, it's based off of one of the best uh dlc the DLC from borderlands 2 yeah it's yeah. literally one of the best ones ever so i'm really really excited for this one yeah. i i don't hear ernell squawking which has me kind of concerned right now squawk <laughs> squawk <laughs> so yeah uh tiny tina's wonderland stoked yeah, day one day one i already know you're stoked about this but vampire the masquerade swan song so <laughs> This is this actually I'm I'm wary, I'm wary of this. He had that loaded up. Vampire yeah, he dress. had that pre typed. He was just waiting for yeah, me to say it for real. Uh, I'm kind of hesitant on this because. We're getting Vampire the Master Masquerade Swan Song and we got Blood Hunt last year, yet three years ago, we said we were going to be getting Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, which is the game everybody actually wants. Mm hmm. And we're, we keep getting these weird vampire, the dark world fluff pieces. Uh, I'm going to play it because I like the universe. Um, this is going to be like a narrative RPG. So I'm assuming it's going to be sort of like Detroit become human ish um, with the way that they it looked. I like the graphic style. I like the universe setting. I wish they would just release Bloodlines 2 and not giving me these stupid fluff games. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I haven't I haven't jumped into any of the vampire uh, masquerade games, unfortunately. So I don't and I haven't seen the trailer or anything for this. So I'll see how it goes. Um, This next one, though, I'm pretty stoked on for spoken. So this is also going to be a PS5 and PC dual release on day one. So I will be picking this one up on fucking PC. I am big hype on this. This is a Square Enix game that looks great. It looks oh, I like I know we've we've all kind of expressed our minor concerns about like the way that the the game world looks kind of empty right now. But mm-hmm. dude, if, if they can just up that even by 10 percent game of the year contender. Yeah, I, I have high hopes for this. Um, and the thing is, with Square Enix, like we talked about, it either really hits or it's a miss, you know, so I'm 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 crossing my fingers and saying that this has a game of the year vibes like Guardians of the Galaxy did. Um, So big, big ups for for spoken. Um, yes. Stinky Devin. <laughs> Welcome to Devin, chat. Esco. Stinky. Saints Row. This is a reboot, right? Yeah. Yeah, I need to see more. You need to hydrate, Garrick. All right, all right, hydrate. Um, Hydrated. I, I just, I don't know. I'm not captivated. It doesn't look bad from what I've seen, but we've only seen cinematic trailers. I haven't seen any gameplay yet, so it's it's hard for me to say that I'm hyped for this game yet. 
Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. I've only like dabbled with the Saints Row franchise. I know the whole thing is basically just a ridiculous parody of Grand Theft Auto, which I'm here for because I think Grand Theft Auto is ridiculous. Um, reboots. I feel like a reboot for this franchise could do really well because it is kind of beloved in just it, in its ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's lack of gameplay in the fact that it has like it's got a release date. <laughs> we haven't really seen much gameplay is a little concerning. Mm. So we'll, we'll see. This will definitely be a wait for a review title for me. Yeah. Um, This next one, Starfield. Also doesn't have a gameplay trailer yet, but is way more hype because our very own Bethesda Softworks is going to be releasing this game. Day one on Game Pass, mind you. They are calling it Skyrim in space. See that literally the look day one Game Pass Skyrim in space. Like just sign me the fuck up. (laughs) This this literally is probably my most hype game of the year because these are the games that I lose myself in. Like literally I, I, I will take days off of work to play this game. So big hype for uh, Starfield and that comes out November 11th 2022 if i remember correctly. Yep. Yep. It so. it, sh- it is they are choosing to share the release date uh with Skyrim which also yep. released on November 11th. Yep. It's it's like Todd Howard's day, man. It's it's, it's He's just summer. owning it. Well, dude, what yeah. if uh, dude watch 10 years from now like November 11th is just going to be Bethesda day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised it isn't yet, you know. Unofficially, um, maybe. So I'm pretty sure you're you're gonna you're probably gonna be checking this game out. Um <laughs> yeah. Ernell is gonna be checking this game out. I know that for a fact. He's already talked about it. Um but this next one I have really high hopes for, and I if you guys don't, you are sleeping. I'm gonna say that right now. Yeah, Stalker no, two, Heart of Chernobyl. This is a very highly regarded game. Uh, and I am big hype for this. Big, big hype, personally. I actually don't know much about the sequel to this. I heard it's going to be a seamless open world, though. Mm-hmm. And I liked the first game quite a bit. So yeah. I'm. But I did. I don't rem- I, I played it a long time ago, <laughs> so I, mm-hmm. it's been it's one of those. It's been a well, minute. It it was one of those 2007 darlings, you know, when yeah. 2007 is noted as one of the greatest years in gaming ever. And Stalker was part of that lineup of games alongside Bioshock and Mass Effect. And, yeah. you know, uh, was it uh, Halo Reach came out that year, I think? Or no, Halo 3. Yeah, it, it's just so many good games came out in that year. For, and it, it's great to see them return uh, back with that. Um, now we just went over the scheduled games and, um, now we're going to talk about games that are slated for 2022, but have not received any, uh, release dates yet. Starting with a plague tale requiem. Uh, I haven't had the, op- so this is, this, this one's in, uh, a Plague Tale is in my playlist. I've mm-hmm. I've watched a playthrough of it. Haven't gotten hands on. Um, if if the sequel is even five percent of what the original game was, it's, it's going to do well. 
yeah i i'm i still need to play a plague tale in a sense it's a game i just haven't gotten um i just haven't gotten uh that um I just haven't had a chance to dive into it because, yeah, again, there's too many games out there and my backlog is fucking enormous. Like I I own like over 200 games on Xbox, like digitally, and I have probably beaten maybe 40 of them. You know mm, what I mean? Feel that. Feel that. So okay. and I'm looking at the slated list and the schedule. You guys didn't list I my three most anticipated games of the year aren't on here. I I had them originally, but to <laughs> cut space, I trimmed them out and was going to let you talk about adding them afterwards. Oh, OK, then. Yeah. Well, way to put me on the spot and make me feel like a bunghole. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, Scott. isn't that isn't, isn't that exactly what you just did? <laughs> Scott. Yeah, but you're, Scott. you're not supposed to turn it back around on me. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there, baby. We'll get there. Uh, this next one, I think I'm pretty sure you saw this trailer at the Game Awards. But Arc Raiders, this is that game that's coming from the X Dice uh, developers. Um, yes. That is going to be a free to play cross platform uh, PVE centric multiplayer game. Uh, it looks hype. It looks real hype. If you guys were here when we watched the announcement trailer, we all lost our shit. Oh. Like we were we're all going to be playing Arc Raiders. I really. I hope it, it it is able to meet its 2022 launch just because I feel like this game's going to hit hard. Mm. Uh, my heart tells me it'll be like a mid 2023, though, but it, that's OK. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 excited for it. Um, I, I could I could see them just dropping it since it is going to be a free to play game. I could see them just dropping it holiday, you know, oh, just, dude, like, play this was, game. Yeah, just whoop, here you go. Arc Raiders. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Another hype ass looking game, Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm. Yep, this game has been delayed. It is uh, scheduled to be released on PS5 uh, for a. Uh, sh- I want to. I want to say they said like six to twelve month exclusive console deal, and then it mm. will be coming to uh, Xbox after that. This it was one of those. Uh, games that already had a contract instated before Microsoft bought Bethesda. Uh, But it looks it looks fucking great. And it's coming from Tango Gameworks, which is the same company behind um, um, uh, God, the evil within. So I'm pretty, pretty hype on that. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. This is one that I don't think is coming out this year. Personally. You don't think so? I I I feel like this is going to be a holiday release. I hope so. Do I feel it's, like it? I feel, yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, dude, there's just so many uncertainties <laughs> in the world. There's, there's a pattern. I though. hate you. It, I hate you. There, there's a pattern. It, everything's been getting delayed. Every single thing. I mean, um, we we saw we saw uh, Horizon Forbidden West go from last holiday to now this February. We we could very possibly see that happen again with God of War. The thing, uh, though, is with, with Ragnarok is they 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 kept hush on this for a good minute before announcing anything. So mm-hmm. I am hopeful that they're further along than what they're showing at the moment. But I, if it, I wouldn't be if it got delayed, I, I definitely won't be shocked. The pandemic is the time of every game getting delayed. It's true. So, yep. And Ernell needs to accept that. 
It's true. Let's go on. Uh, this game, I already know that we're all hype about this, but Gotham Knights. Yeah. Look, I don't know what has caused the sudden and beautiful resurgence of co-op games, but I am here for it. Like FPS co-ops, like third person co-ops, like beat em up co-ops, all mm. the co-ops. Dude, Gotham Knights is going to rule. It, it It's it looks so good. I'm I'm gonna be Nightwing straight up. I'm playing as fucking Nightwing. I'm calling Red it Hood right all now. the dibs. way dibs. Dibs on Nightwing. <laughs> dibs on Red Hood. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Ernell, you can be Mister Freeze. Yeah, whoever you want. Though, I <laughs> but yeah, I'm Squawk. Squawk. Get the jabba. That hurt. Yeah. That hurt really bad. <laughs> Now it is time for you to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Gotham Knights looks hype. Uh, looks fucking great. Four-person co-op gameplay. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy. That shit ain't coming out this year. Nope, nope. That's that's a 2023-ass release game right there. Um, I love the concept of it, though. The open Me too. World RPG. Mm-hmm. Multiplayer, too. Yeah, um, I like the un. I like. I mean, it's set in a well-crafted universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck J.K. Rowling. We've all said it a million times. Fuck J.K. Yeah. Rowling. Turf, uh, turf. Uh, but I mean, the concepts. The concepts cool. It's open world. You get to fly on a hippogriff. That's cool. <laughs> Let's go. Mm-hmm. But not this mm-hmm. year. We'll see. But not this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little indie darling, Oxenfree Two, Lost Signals. Uh, did you guys play the first one? I never got my hands on it. I did not, but I've seen a lot of positive praise around it. I must say, I remember hearing good things. I feel like this this is mm-hmm. sort of an Ernell an Ernell title. Is this an Ernell title or no? Squawk. 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 Okay, cool. That's an affirmative. <laughs> so Ernell's going to be playing <laughs> Oxen Free Two. Losting. Yep. Yeah. Um. This Speaking one's pretty high. Co-op games. Yeah. Red Ball Dog. <laughs> Red <laughs> motherfucking fall. Left for dead with vampires. Left for dead with vampires. Left for dead with vampires. Left Go play it. Left for dead with vampires. vampires. Like yeah. it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be fun. You're gonna kill mm. vampires. Do you think we're gonna get stakes as melee weapons? Oh, it'd be so hype. And th- this Dude, is coming. What from if they Arcane. cheese it up? Like, what if they cheese it up like Buffy the Vampire style? I hope so. Like, that dear would be God, so fun. it's that gotta be, be fun. Yeah, that would be such a good trope. And you know, it's gonna be awesome. Game pass. Yes. Well, the, the thing is, too, in this game is I, I feel like this game is going to uh, it's going to be more like a Left 4 Dead and Bioshock combination because they all had powers and stuff, too. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's um, Arcane famously behind Dishonored I mean, and Dishonored. Yeah, very hot and great power sets. And they all have power sets and and they're all very highly regarded games. So I I I have high hopes for this game but i don't think i'm gonna be underwhelmed at all i think i think they're gonna knock it out of the park especially especially with that microsoft money you know well and you and you see you can see what they can do now with an fps because they proved they can do fps's with death loop mm-hmm. and we already mm-hmm. knew that they had like the fps action combat down because dishonored is a great franchise the power sets in dishonored death loop and um and uh, prey. prey are all amazing. 
yep yep and all heavily bioshock inspired i'm looking yep. forward to that yep. uh this is probably going to be my indie game of the year but replaced i haven't heard much on this one pitch it to me shake okay cam. shake it so replaces has a 3d kind of like 32-bit pixel art kind of style to it um and it is dystopian like post-apocalyptic near like future type of deal uh kind of cyberpunky um it looks like it kind of has some disco elysium vibes to it as well it looks okay really really cool um it is also going to be a game pass game as well so game pass subscribers are eating good this year yeah yeah so i i have really high hopes for this this looks awesome the action looks really cool um so i i'm stoked to i'm very stoked to try this out uh here's one that i actually am gonna have to look up for myself um but salt and sacrifice bro salt and sacrifice is gonna be an indie smash um Mm. If so, it, this is a sequel to the incredibly well received Salt and Sanctuary, which mm-hmm. is a side scrolling, hand drawn Dark Souls game. Uh huh. And, um, dude, it's super, super. It's actually probably one of my favorite Souls like games, period. Oh, this is a US game as hell. I'm watching this trailer right oh, now. It looks really cool. Dude, the art style is awesome. I ate this game up back in the day. It is a two man dev team, uh, super small litter. It started out on um, console and the team was so small. It took them another two years to port it to PC. Oh, wow. and so like, that's why we're only, I think the salt and sanctuary came out in like 2017. I'm mm-hmm. double checking right now, but so like it's been salt and sanctuary dropped in. Yeah. 2016, 2016. And so it's been a minute that they've been developing the sequel because it's a small dev team and they're super dedicated to creating this authentic experience. Um, if you haven't played Salt and Sanctuary, you I I, rec- I would literally recommend it to anybody who likes Souls like games, okay. um, especially it was free. Actually, Salt, uh, Salt and Sanctuary was free on Epic Games Store not that long ago. So if you happen to snag that and put that bad boy in your library, anybody listening at home um uh gk approved i'm telling you right now yeah i'll i'll definitely have to check that one out um this next one is also runner for indie darling of the year but uh somerville yes yes yeah i remember snagging this up in our fantasy draft right away because i was not gonna let you guys have that win yes dude i'm excited (laughs) um also going to be a game pass game so i know game pass man and and, game pass man you know it's it's really cool to see these uh deep story indie games coming out and also getting the uh the backing from industry leaders like you know uh sony and nintendo and and x and xbox it's been really nice seeing the um uh them help with development and stuff like that and and get these games out there for all of us to enjoy um so yeah somerville i'm gonna play it oh Uh, yeah day one day one for mm -hmm. me sonic frontiers open world sonic all i can get out of my head was literally 
they announced this game. I remember they announced this game. I made a comment on the episode that somebody was going to immediately compare it to Breath of the Wild. Not 40 fucking eight hours later, Xander's just like, look what they did. They're like Sonic Breath of the Wild game. And I'm like, oh, my God. So um, it's yeah. it's like it's like Breath of the Wild has kind of taken the place of everybody calling it a Skyrim like instead. Yeah, everybody it's, calls it it's a Breath a new of the open Wild world format. Yeah, right. You, you it's, know, it's the trend. Um, Dude. I really Sonic has like I have like a love hate relationship with Sonic games and mm-hmm. the Sonic franchise as a whole which I feel like most Sonic fans would tell you uh, because most of the games suck. Um, if it's not Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and you're not playing it for the Chow Garden. <laughs> no, dude, the Chow you know, Gardens are so you know good. But look, I'll probably peep this um, if the price is right and it mm. reviews well, but it's also a Sonic game and Sonic games do weird things with critics so we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah, I we'll see. I I just I just need to see it. That that's pretty much all it is is I just need to see what the game fully is. Um but now for our next one we got Chia. Dude, Chia. Yes. I I'm Ernell and I are going to be playing. I know Ernell and I are both playing this. Yeah. Squad. It looks it looks interesting. It looks interesting as all hell. Um, and uh, also inclusive. Um, it's a the uh, oh, the art style is adorable. And the fact that you can take over animals and inanimate objects to explore the world mm-hmm. like I knew. So I was initially excited when they announced like the, the be able to possess animals mechanic. And then they showed another trailer where you can like interact and possess objects. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I see you doing weird and interesting stuff. Let's go. Yeah, it's like prop hunt. Yeah, dude, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's, it's going to I'm it looks like it's going to be very sort of like a narrative driven in the sense that like you're going to discover the stories you play. Um, I'm really interested to see if it's going to have like a solidified plot or if it's going to be more of like a Zen gaming sort of experience. Mm. Either way, I think, I'll be picking it up. I think there's a lot of room for more Zen gaming to like come out. Um yes because I feel like everything tries to be so like system heavy and stuff nowadays and, and, or like violent. I feel like Zen games are like more needed. Like there's this game I play on uh, Xbox every now and then called donut County. And it's really just you as a whole, just swallowing objects to get bigger and bigger. And that's a just short a, hike. Yeah. It's just a Zen game. It's just like mindless. I sit down, play it, cleanse my palate. And, and, and that's what I see uh, Chia being. Yeah. Um, this next one, mm. Lord of the Rings Golem. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. It's not. It, it no, ain't no, it for me. It ain't shut, it. Shut your face, hole. Shut your. It, I, no, day one. Day one. It That's is fine. A, oh, but look, not me, man. It, it, it more for Ernell and I. It's. I'm just being honest. It ain't me. Oh. Y'all, y'all, y'all yeah. can play that one. Uh, uh like. I'm really I I remember when they announced this, I was excited back then. Uh, Mm. I like that. It's a it's a grand artistic difference from the uh, the Shadow of games Mm. like the Middle Earth franchise. Yeah. Shadow Uh, of Mordor and Shadow of War. War. Yeah, I'm 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 really like hopeful that it's different and it seems like it's going to be really stealth focused. It reminds me similarly in level design to um 
there's a game called Sticks where you mm-hmm. play as like a goblin assassin. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, and this this kind of gives me the same sort of vibes. And Sticks is great, like mechanically super sound game, uh, kind mm-hmm. of a cult classic. But if I feel like if they could take the similar gameplay and like level layout and apply it to the Lord of the Rings universe, uh, I think mm-hmm. it'll be. It won't. It's not going to like break any. I think it'll be like a, a like a quiet hit, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the uh, Forspoken trailer popped up while we were talking about this again, and <laughs> God, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just very hype about this game. It just looks great, um, and I love that it is a magic focus game and not like a, you know two-handed longsword yes. focus game sorry i just had to get into that 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 is a game i'm very hyped for golem i don't know again too golem. many games it's golem. Golem. golem i yeah that's do that i would literally rather you do that Fuck. 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 Well, that is it for our most anticipated games. So uh, just to recap what we went off of, we first scheduled this year so far. We have Pokemon Legends Arceus, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, Life is Strange Remastered Collection, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, Ollie Ollie World, Sifu, Crossfire X, Horizon Forbidden West, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, Elden Ring, Babylon's Fall, Gran Turismo 7, Tunic, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Terrible Name, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, Vampire, The Masquerade, Swan Song, Forspoken, Saints Row, Starfield, and Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. Now, as for Slated, we have A Plague Tale Requiem, Ark Raiders, Ghostwire Tokyo, God of War Ragnarok, Gotham Knights, Hogwarts Legacy, Oxenfree 2, uh, Lost Signals, Redfall, Replaced, Salt and Sacrifice, Somerville, Sonic Frontiers, Chia, and The Lord of the Rings, Golem. Garrick, did you want to list off the three? Yeah, I'll list them real quick. Um, just some games that I'm personally uh, super excited for that just didn't make the cut because they're now wanting me to tell them and be a little wiener boy. Uh, <laughs> call out. Talk. You don't let him talk to, you, talk to you like that. Or no, well, he can't defend himself happen. right now. So. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Why? just three other games uh, that just aren't on here at the moment. Except, um, are The Little Devil Inside, mm-hmm. Stray, and Doki V. Yeah. One more that we didn't add on here was uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, which I am very hyped for. That comes out this month, doesn't it? April. I April. Oh, yeah. But I knew uh, there's just so many games front loaded mm. to the beginning of this year. All the games that we listed tonight, this isn't even half of them. Nope. The, these like, are not just some of tip of the iceberg. These are just some of the the games that we as good Kraken definitely have our eyes on, whether for good or for or worse, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're I, I'm telling you right now, 90 percent of these games you want to keep your eyes on. And if we if we even get to play all of these to completion by the end of the year, I will be impressed. It'll so never happen. Uh, moving over to our fact check. 
channel over on our Discord. If I get a little Discord command in chat, please, y'all. We got Ernell coming in with the fact checks. So this one's for you, Garrick. It's Nagoshi. 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 Okay, I, just, I, I did have it right. Oh, I, got, yeah, I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as far as Final Fantasy XIV, you can join as many weapon guilds as you want in Final Fantasy XIV, but you can only be a part of one free company at a time. So there's yeah. weapons guilds and free companies. And uh, unfortunately, Ollie Ollie World will not be on Game Pass. That's okay. Getting it anyways. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get that game on Switch. That's a Switch ass game. Yep. You know, uh, well, yeah. So, again, if you hear us say something wrong and we don't see in chat, please come over to our fact check channel over in Discord and help us out there. So as far as our schedule for the Good Kraken podcast this week. Tomorrow, I will be doing my very first playthrough of The Last of Us Part 2. That's Hell right. Yeah. Last of Us Part 2 right here at twitch.tv forward slash Show. Thursday, we are doing another Shipwreck Show live recording, which you can find all the information to be a part of that over at patreon.com forward slash Show. And Friday, we are doing Rainbow Six Extraction. That's right. It's going to be me, Garrick, and co-streaming with our boy, Xander. Uh, it will be, we'll be doing our charity stream next month. Saturday, we are going to be the doing another GK podcast. And we're going to be talking about which streaming service is currently winning. Please let us know what your most anticipated games of the year are. If we miss something, just leave a comment over here on YouTube or come to our Discord and hit us up and chat. Now, um, this has been the Good Kraken Podcast, your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you wanted to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 12 p.m. And that is Pacific Standard Time right here at twitch.tv forward slash good show. If you enjoy the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash good show where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive post-show content and have early access to episodes before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea. Sorry, wow. I can't I can't stop tripping up over Ernell in this fucking chat, man. <laughs> you can also support us by going over to our YouTube channel. That's right. We just hit 100 subscribers. Let's go 200 now. Clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken, explanation point, and leaving a review there. Review. Review. We're not Fun. doing a post show tonight. We've gone a bit long, but until next time, tell Ernell to get better and also squawk. 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 Squawk.